Hello and welcome to Susan Watson's little podcast bite. And today I'm going to be talking about the importance of being true to yourself. I wonder how many of us really do live a life that's congruent and true to our own needs. So let's just think about that. I was, late, I was doing exercise on myself lately and looking at areas that I can grow in um, and develop on, and particularly because I'm now starting to do a bit more counselling sessions with people, which is very client central to the client's needs. And one of the questions that came up was asking yourself every day, what have I learned about myself today? So what have I discovered about myself today? And this is all about facing the good about yourself and the bad as well, perhaps things that you'd like to change, things that can, that really aren't doing you any good emotionally, mentally, or the people around about you spiritually. So I, I was starting to do this, and it's all about looking at yourself. Are you actually being true to who you are? True to your own needs? True to what you need to live your best life? And by this, I'm talking about emotionally. Do you acknowledge your emotions? Do you understand your emotions? At the very core of your being, are you honest with yourself? Or do you do, you do things in your life to keep calm and to keep the peace? Perhaps you're living your life in a way to suit others rather than suit yourself. Because what this does, if you're not congruent and honest and true to who you really are, it can contribute to anxiety and depression and that sense of not fitting into the world and not feeling connected. So I'm going to ask everybody to have a think about that and perhaps over the next week or two, every night, just get a notepad and a bit of paper and ask yourself that question. What have I learnt about myself today? And have a think about the lessons that you learn on a daily basis. And think how that fits into your actual being and how you live your life. Because sometimes we tell ourselves things like, I can't do that, I don't want to do that. But it's actually fear. Fear of perhaps believing that we're not worthy or fear that we're not good enough. And that stops us actually living the life that we deserve to live. And these fears can come back from experiences as, as children, young adults, experiences in life that have installed this belief that we're not good enough, installed this belief, this fear. Because when we're born, that fear doesn't exist. When we're born, we are enough. We are enough to do absolutely anything in the world that we want to do. And then our surroundings influence us. Our experiences influence us. What we hear on the TV, what we read in books, in the news, what we've perhaps been told by friends and family, teachers, influential people, all change how we actually see ourselves. And that's not very fair because we're limiting who we are and we start, our beliefs limit what we actually think we can do 
and they're actually not a truth. And then these beliefs become a core part of us. And we actually think we're being honest with ourselves when we tell, we can't, we tell ourselves that we can't do it. But in fact, we can. Start to think about what's the worst that would happen if you actually tried something. Because some people have black and white thinking. They either think, well, okay, I'll do it. But if I can't do it, then I'm never trying it again. That's it. So if you try it, and it doesn't work out, should that mean that you never try again? Does that mean, yes, you were right, that you can't do it? Because no, it doesn't mean that at all. It means, well done. You've learnt something from that lesson. You've learnt what works, and you've learnt what doesn't work. So what are you going to do different next time you try it? And if you keep doing that, you're going to get it spot on, and you're going to get it perfect. If you think about all the people who are what we would look at as, as high flyers, all the chief execs, all the public speakers, all the, I don't know, presidents, prime ministers, whatever it is, the heads of big, massive companies, look at them. The only difference between them and you is that they didn't have these limiting beliefs. They believed that they could. And that's the only thing. Because the worst that can happen if you try something and don't succeed is that you get a lesson. So look into your very soul and think about your relationships with yourself, with other people, perhaps with your career and job that you do, the way you communicate, the way you live your life, perhaps any hobbies that you do, things that are right for you. Are you living your life in a way that is good for you, a way that is in line with your core needs inside you. Because that is the way to live a happy life. If you don't live your life to fulfill what you need as a human being and live your life to fulfill others' needs, you will never have that balance of feeling connected, of feeling part of feeling loved, of having your passion, of knowing your purpose. So have a think about that and see what you, how you actually live your life and if there's any changes that you need to make. I personally think that we've all got changes to make and it doesn't matter who you are. Perhaps it's somebody who's very driven career-wise because they have that purpose career-wise. Do they do that at a risk of relationships? Perhaps they're so focused on work that their relationships have a second place. So in that, in that area of relationships, perhaps there's not a full connection, a full feeling of love. Perhaps their partner feels in second place. Or perhaps they're so fearful of not being a success that they don't try new things in the career, which then impacts their relationship because they're not living their life to the full. So I think we do actually move about these areas. So I think everybody has growth and everybody has changed to do constantly. Nobody really lives, well actually, there's nobody who lives a perfect life. Who does? What's perfect anyway? God knows. But I think it's good to continue your journey. And I think the important part of that is challenging your own beliefs. Challenging what comes into your mind. 
So the next time you're, you're thinking of trying something, perhaps there's a job interview coming up, or you want to go to a social event, or you've been asked to be a speaker, or anything at all, and you get that instant emotional connection, no way, absolutely no way am I doing that. That's the fear. That's just your automatic emotions, a trigger of emotion. That will always happen. You have to get past the emotion to the thought. Change that thought, you can change the emotion. Absolutely. And if that thought is, I can't do that, why can't you do it? Ask yourself, why not? What makes you believe you can't do it? What's the difference between you and other people? And keep drilling down. If it says, well, I, I just don't think I can do a public speaker, why not? Because when I was at school, I made a fool of myself. But you're not at school now. What makes you think you're going to do that again? Keep challenging it. Because what you're going to find is that you have an untrue belief. And by challenging that belief and actually pushing yourself into that, that situation, you'll find that you can let it go. What is an absolute truth, without a doubt, is all these things that leap up and say, no, 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 you can't do it, don't try that. These are the things that you should be working on. Because all these initial reactions and all the thoughts that come with it and all the emotional reason we get that try and talk us into not doing things are all the, the barriers and all the blockages we have. So in fact, the very things that we don't want to do and the very things that stops us doing anything are the things that we should be working on to clear them. It's like a smoker. Someone wants to stop smoking. They try and stop smoking, they get a little voice in the head. Just take one. One won't hurt. It's okay. And then they persuade themselves, that emotional reason to have that one cigarette, which of course then stops them smoking. Or perhaps it's that extra cake. Or do you know what? The emotional reasoning may be that you get very defensive. And you may get angry if somebody brings up situations and points them out that you could do it. This is all our own mind and our own body. It's a way of almost protecting us because we know if we push ourselves into that, we're opening ourselves up to vulnerability. But if we don't open ourselves up to vulnerability, we're not fully feeling. We're not fully connecting. We're not fully living the life we should be living. We're not congruent and in line with our own needs. I think it's important that everybody realises that. I'm on my own journey. Something I've been working on for a long time. Um, and I constantly review that. Does this feel right? If it doesn't feel right, why doesn't it feel right? When I go into lots of situations where I have to really push myself. Because my emotional response is, uh oh, no way, I'm not doing that. Because yes, I've still got that childhood voice telling me, Susan, you can't do that. Susan, you're going to make a fool of yourself. You're going to fail. The problem is, it's not that I don't have it anymore. I don't allow it. I don't allow it to stop me. Because I know, without a doubt, that if I push myself into situations and do them, I always find out 
that it's never as bad as I imagined. Okay, I might feel a little bit uncomfortable, but this voice that can make it feel like it's going to be an absolute disaster. I'll never be able to walk out the house of the shame and embarrassment. It's all lies. Well, stories we tell ourselves in these situations are rarely true. So if you can connect with this and understand what I'm saying, and I know at times on these recordings I do ramble on a bit, but there is a message in all of them for, to help people move on with their life. If you feel, for example, that you need a helping hand, to move on with your life, but there's something stopping you reaching out and asking for help. It's that st something that's stopping you reaching out that you need to push through. Don't ever be alone. Don't ever feel stuck. There is nothing wrong with asking for help. My God, I've asked for help so many times in my life, which has led me now to a position where I can help others because I know what it feels like. No one needs to feel alone. And that's a really strong message and it's a really important message. So the next time you're going to do anything, for whatever it is at all, and you get that feeling, no, I can't do it, challenge it. Challenge the thought, challenge the emotion. Because you absolutely deserve to do it. There's a part of you which has that need. Don't deny it. And you know what? If you do need a helping hand, get in touch. That's my job, to help people. You can find me at perfectsolutionscoaching.co.uk. You can message me here, you can message me on my website or find me on Facebook. I will help you as much as I can. And you know what, it may be that you have to have a one-to-one -one session. And yes, I do charge for that. But if I can help you without doing that, and if I can help you as much as I can over a distance, then I'll absolutely do that as well. My whole passion in life, my purpose in life, is what I've found is to help other people to help them move through these self-limiting beliefs and barriers. Do you know, I had a, a client that came to me for anxiety, well, contacted me about anxiety, as that's what I work with, anxiety and helpful emotions. And she made an appointment and three times she has rescheduled this appointment because she, well, on the day she feels anxious about coming. I've tried to explain that that anxiety is false. That I understand it's a horrible feeling and anxiety is a terrible feeling. But what that's doing is preventing her coming for help. So in fact, the thing that she wants help for, which is the anxiety, is actually leaping up on that day and saying, no, don't, don't go and see Susan. But that's the thing she needs to, needs to push through to come along and get the help so she can actually leave that anxiety behind her. Sometimes when it comes to what you have to do, it's the thoughts and the emotion and the fear that you have to go through. And that's the important message. But please try and remember it's not even real. It feels real, that's for sure. But once you're past that, that's you on that road, on that road to freedom. And I hope all of this makes sense to you. Again, it's just me coming on and just emptying my head with things that I've been reading, things I've been experienced and thoughts and hoping that they can connect with someone. Because even if this just connects with one person and you recognise what happens with that emotions that rise in the future and the way you talk to yourself and you can change that, then this little recording has been well worth it. But any questions, get in touch, take care, have a lovely day.
Thank you for listening.